0: The following podcast is rated 18 plus for mature themes. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of The Roundtable, an 18 plus podcast talking about the culture and history of the fat burn and inflation for communities. I'm your host with the most, a nerd with the word, Loco K.O. Welcome to the show. Well, 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 we are once again back for episode 5 of the Roundtable Podcast. Today's episode uh, is recorded on October 16th, 2023, and I wish to quickly apologize about the delay between episodes here, I've been dealing with some personal issues, and I just couldn't dedicate the right time and love to this show at the time, so instead of sacrificing quality, I thought it'd be better to take a break. After all, creators of all types eh, more or less benefit from breaks to avoid burnout. And speaking of creators, today I have the opportunity to talk with one of the biggest names in Fat Fur community that I know. This is a person who I've known about probably since I first became interested in Fat Fur content, and as such I think they... They've been quite the interest, uh, influence, I mean, on what, uh, what kind of content I enjoy. So why don't I stop my intro rambling here and give the floor to this old school master.
1: Oh, thank you. Uh, hi, I am, uh, Kaza I've been in the fandom for, ooh, I least 21 years. I started in 2002. I've been in commissions for Fat for Art for, I think, over at least a decade. And now I'm currently working on a Mugen sub-project that just consists mainly of fat furs. Hopefully so that everyone can be entertained by it.
0: hmm <laughs> Yeah, seeing your process from when you went to uh, Mugen, I've, I've witnessed a lot of that. But I guess I should ask here, um, what's your history with making fat fur and inflation content, if there's any particular history you have with it?
1: Um, I mean, I've been doing it for like 20-so years. So uh, when I came in there, weren't weren't a lot of oh uh, well, actually there were a lot of fat for artists, but I think I was only when I was really interested into uh, pachyderms and hippos at the time, so I really pushed that more than others. And nowadays, there's a ton of uh, like fat for artists that love, like love hippos and pachyderms.
0: It's funny that uh, like hippos and pachyderms are more or less just what I got inspired from you. Like you were a big inspiration on that for me, so <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> Um. So, what would you say got you first interested in this kind of content that you make? What what first got you into it?
1: That's the thing. I mean, I, actually, I didn't know about the fandom until until around that time period, like around the two, early two thousands. Because I would just doodle mm-hmm. for myself at that time, and since mm-hmm. uh drawing anthrop characters was easy drawing humans, I just kept doing it. So, mm-hmm. I so when I went public, that's just what I would do.
0: I got you and. Was there, like, a particular, I guess, focus you had?
1: Uh, I mean, not really. Well, I mean, maybe on larger post- posteriors, yeah. But, <laughs> but you know, I, that, that that was about it. I gotcha. Uh, a few artists at the time actually helped me inspire, uh, inspired me to go more the bottom-heavy route.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, yeah, go ahead.
1: I think one of them was, like, XYXT... I N X I can't pronounce his name.
0: But he was Does drawing like anime name. characters.
1: Yeah, he was drawing anime characters that were super bottom heavy. And mm-hmm. I just really liked that. And I was like yeah, I'm gonna do that too. Yeah. But uh I always had an interest in you know larger arrears, so mm-hmm. it was natural I was gonna go in that direction.
0: <laughs> You're speaking to someone who has a similar interest there. I will say um when I think of you and your content, I always kind of pair it up with another artist, just because I, I've always associated you two simultaneously. I don't know why, but uh, Gil or Chill Panda, one of those two, I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, but I always associate your content and their content kind of in the same sphere. I don't know why.
1: I mean, that's cool, actually. I mean, I know them personally, so I, I don't have anything against that. But it's <laughs> like, it's like maybe, maybe there was an influence, maybe we, were, like, we influenced each other because, you know, I was trying to like, large weird characters before and they they started doing it as well i mean they came mm-hmm. in doing it so they always had an interest yeah.
0: in it yeah and over time i've seen that you both kind of moved away from consistent posting and you have larger projects you work on but i guess in that regard i should ask was there any point you thought about this content you went like yeah i want this to be a big part of my life
1: oh yeah um I was in college at the time and I was like, just kind of like struggling to find an occupation or what to do. And I started doing commissions. And Mm -hmm. as soon as I was actually able to make rent by just doing commissions alone, I kind of felt like, yeah, I should just stick with this and I should just keep doing it. Mm -hmm. And then it became the main focus of my, of my
0: life. I got you. Yeah. That seems like it worked out. I mean, I would imagine it being earlier on at the time, it was a lot easier to, would you say like it was easier at the time to get commissions, or it's more hectic now? What what would you say in in terms of that?
1: Well, shoot, I'm kind of rusty now because I haven't done uh, image commissions for like a maybe two years because I've been doing animation commissions only for the past two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but early on, yeah, I know it's kind of easy to just get into commissions and just doing them, and it felt more casual too because I didn't feel as professional yet. So I'm just still learning how to do it, like how to gauge. What the client actually wants and -hmm. all that. But then I figured out, I kind of figured it out by doing um, a system of doing like thumbnails before just to show the client what the image could potentially look like and then have them choose and then go forward with that. So that way the client always feels like they they want.
0: Yes. Um, When I commissioned Keegan Drake, that's actually something he did with me and I was a bit surprised.
1: Yeah, it's a good technique because before, like, oh man, before I, I would just start drawing. And I would have no clue if the client was actually into it or not. So once I saw the, the, the thumbnail technique, I just thought oh, I'm gonna do this from now on. This mm-hmm. is to make sure that the customers are always satisfied.
0: Yeah. And also, also
1: mean... and also streaming commissions live so that way they can always see it. And if they have any objections, they can just say so around right the
0: spot. Yes. Yeah, I can imagine that helps out a lot. Um I was talking with uh HDLB33 on last episode and we were mm-hmm. talking about a uh, uh, his YCH style of doing stories, so I have to imagine having a bit of like an idea of where to go with to tell your commissioners, <laughs> probably beneficial.
1: Yeah, because nowadays like uh, commission prices have kind of skyrocketed from the, a decade prior. So yes, you really have to make sure that you're doing what the client wants before you go yeah. do it.
0: It's really hard to get commissions with big name artists because so many people want to get commissions from people like Hugh and Keegan and. Uh, other people.
1: Yeah, like as soon as they open, they usually get filled up
0: real (laughs) fast. I can imagine why. (laughs) But, um, you know, this is a good question I I should ask because you're one of the oldest and most, I guess, most I don't know the proper term. I wouldn't say popular name, but most well-known when it comes to this community. What would you say defines the term fat fur to you?
1: I mean i think it's it kind of self-explanatory uh because mm-hmm. honestly i don't even consider fat firm and inflation the same thing it's like they're just two genres that are like just closely related but not similar at all mm-hmm. but yeah just drawing okay. like bbw body or uh bhm body mm-hmm. seems like yeah that would be a fat firm
0: and this is kind of an interesting thing you brought, uh, brought that up is um i mean i i don't know if it's just a you think both look good or whatever but is there like um a particular preference you like drawing more?
1: Uh no, not not anymore. I can draw male characters and female characters. I actually, I think, I feel like I draw them quite similar, and that's a flawed style. I hope people don't that look at my stuff for reference. Don't copy that because <laughs> that's a mistake. Because you know, like uh, male characters are supposed to have more like, broad shoulders and, and whatnot, mm-hmm. and uh, the wide hips thing. I do that for either gender, so it makes. I got you some characters look kind of um, ambiguous. And mm. that's not, dude, that's actually not my intention. It's just that that's I just like drawing big hips.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like I was talking on uh, episode three with Haradosian and mm. we kind of talked about how um, a person's art style, it doesn't need to specifically be like specifically male or, male or female. It's just an expression of what you feel is most appropriate. Yeah.
1: I think it's
0: not right. Yeah. And <laughs> can I tell you a story uh, about one of your characters?
1: Sure,
0: go for it. So I think uh, one of your characters, Julian, um, I, they're, they're a character that's interesting to me because when I was younger, um, I was in that confused straight kid, doesn't know who he wants to be. Um, and I found... Julian, and for the longest time I thought he was a female. And then when I found out he was male, my mind realized, oh, maybe I also like guys. <laughs> so oh. your your characters are to blame for where I am now.
1: Oh, uh, thank you for talking
0: about that. Like, <laughs> sh- like should I be worried? Are you comforted? I mean, oh, I'm no, I, I, I am completely comfortable with being bisexual.
1: Okay, that's good.
0: Yeah, because I. I hope it didn't come off like I was I was worrying you.
1: No, 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 no. I'm just. It feels like a like a a heavy burden because I've been doing this for so long that I realized very late into it that this is going to affect a lot of people's lives. Before, I mean, and I get that information after the fact, so I was like, oh, I feel quite responsible for a lot of my influence. I'm not not sure if I did it the things correctly the first time, so gotcha. it does make me kind of paranoid. But I'm. But as long as it ended up good for you, then I'm happy.
0: Yeah. The one piece of advice I've learned when it comes to creating characters um, is you're the one that gets to decide at the end of the day how you want to represent them as the creator, because everyone else may have certain things that they deem as like characters they really like or comfort characters or characters they find very attractive. But you're the creator at the end of the day, and whatever you decide to do with them is irrelevant to what I want.
1: But it's so. still good that if I can share the character and a lot more people appreciate them as well.
0: Oh totally. Yeah. So, so yeah. I guess moving on, because I kind of mentioned inspiration in my end. What or who inspires you most nowadays?
1: Uh it's actually not a who anymore. It's a what. Uh like mm-hmm. whenever I see videos of people playing my my game or Mugen, our question mm-hmm. force. And they're having a yes. good time. That inspires me greatly. I love seeing that. I love seeing the shock value that some people who are not in the fandom will have when they see those characters.
0: <laughs> and like, I can imagine. Yeah, I can imagine it's yeah. quite a surprise for someone who is not into uh, Fat first stuff to yeah, play yeah. a fighting game and then see a character that big taking up the screen.
1: Yeah, and I get a lot of praise for the animation quality too. So it feels like, yeah, this is professionally done it's going to get people's attention. And it's like, yeah, this is this may be people's first exposure to FabFur content. So I want to make sure, sure it's really good.
0: Yeah. I would say you've done a pretty good job considering you've been uh, at it this long. Thank you. Um, now, I I would ask uh, what major projects you've done or been a part of, but I can imagine M- the Mugen project continuously is kind of the big project.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, ever since I got started with it, I've been hooked on doing it. And that's been going for... I think the first character was Jumbo in 2016. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the elephant, like, right? Yeah, the first the first version of the elephant. So that's seven years now. Mm. And uh, nowadays, when I get commissioned for this project, it's fun seeing me bring other people's characters to life too so they can have that same feeling I had.
0: I got you. Well, feel free to talk any, uh, any part about it. This is your time on the show. Feel free to mention anything about it that you really want to talk about.
1: Oh, man, I I don't want to ramble and just talk about it, but it's, it's just, it's so fun. Like recently I did uh, Trinity Strikes character. He was a giant fat wolf. Ooh. And he okay. has a grappling uh, art, uh, fight style that he decided on and picked out all his moves for. And I think like, that character looks gorgeous in motion. And hmm. then uh, my friend's uh, Squashfats character is Texas. I did that just as a nice homage to him. So I made sure that his character felt like it came from his game. And mm-hmm. was not missing anything. So all the bosses, the rogue gallery, all the same moves, similar poses of all the animations, all of it was just done. And it's That's just you. I just love doing that sort of stuff.
0: <laughs> well it's uh it's interesting to hear about the process. Personally for me, I am terrible at fighting games. I I could mm-hmm. never survive in like those kind of games. The most experience I have of being good is beating friends and neighbors and Smash Bros. <laughs> I was
1: I was worried about that too. Like in terms of game design, maybe I should try to make some beat-em-up stages just so people can just ease their way into it. Like you don't have to worry Possibly. about learning moves. Just have fun with the fat characters.
0: Possibly. And I think that's that is the the appeal of the content that you and other people make is I think people care less about they're not good at the interactive project. It's just that they get to engage the project they really like.
1: Yeah. And maybe if they actually do like it, maybe I made them a fan of fighting games, which would totally. be a, a nice bonus.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I got to throw you a, a little bit of a loop here, because I, I one thing I like doing in the interview process is asking curveball questions. So I have a bit of a a question here, or rather three. So there was no prep for this. This is off the cuff thing. So (laughs) my first question: donuts or cookies? Which is better?
1: Oh man, Uh, honestly, like I I typically eat honey buns and chips Ahoy. So those my cookies and donuts in mind, and I like them both equally. But I I think I'd probably eat more cookies than donuts. So -hmm. I'll say say cookies.
0: Gotcha. Next question. Polar bear or grizzly bear? Which would win in a fight?
1: Probably the polar bear. I mean, that's a a carnivore full-time. Whereas the grizzly bear is more of an omnivore.
0: Alright, well, dude. I I could see that, possibly. Alright, last question. Do you think aliens are real?
1: Probably. I mean, the, the, the vast size of the universe? They have to exist. There's just no way they can't. But I don't think, I don't think really they've visited Earth though. I don't believe in all that type of conspiracy and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: actually existing? Hell yeah, they have to be out there somewhere.
0: Interesting. All right. Well, thank you for those. We're going to move <laughs> back to the main questions here. So we talked a bit about you know old characters uh, and old work you've done, like a uh, Jumbo for seven years ago. I guess I should ask. Um, how would you compare your work now to what you did in the past? And do you have any favorite pieces you've made or moments you've done just in general?
1: Oh, man. Uh, I feel like my, my art style kind of... I really like my, my art style old when I had the softer shading and I was doing trying these gradients and such. As opposed to when I tried to speed it up for commissions. I don't know. Like, the commission work, I do put my effort into it. But I could tell with the, the older style, I was actually putting a lot more energy into it. because not as much pressure on getting it done fast and moving on to the next client if it's just having fun with it I so yeah that I, is
0: yeah i think that is kind of part of it is you had more time to uh dedicate to the the static look of it whereas now you're doing a lot more movement it's all animation
1: yeah and with animate well actually i don't know if it's it's not really fair to compare animation work to still images but mm-hmm. in terms of my animation work yeah i am very, I'm more proud of the more recent stuff that I've done because going back to look at the the first set of sprites I animated, like with Jumbo, Jiggly, Burfuck and Katrina, compared to like Rapid, uh, Julian, uh, Trinity, mm-hmm. and all the newer characters, it's like, wow, it's like 9 and 8. It's a gigantic boost in quality. So mm-hmm. it's nice to know no, that I'm getting better good. at it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I think from a general glance, the quality of your content here, um, it seems like everything's kind of together and pretty well um and i think it's just because you maintain good lighting and shading oh thank you <laughs> it's <laughs> i don't know i just i appreciate being able to talk to someone who knows what they do
1: well thank you so, um, yeah I'm, I'm glad to hear that
0: so um i guess in terms of you know i i enjoy the, the opportunity to talk with you what are your thoughts about like the general community when it comes to fat for community inflation whatever. Um do you things do you think things have gotten like better over time? Do you think things have kind of Oh no, they've definitely gotten worse.
1: Gotten no no Because no, like back in the old days there weren't as many fat for artists. Now if you're like a fan of Fat Furs, you got plenty of artists to look up to and to look mm-hmm. toward for generating content. And you have even more subgenres that are also tied mm-hmm. to the Fat Furs that you can like be into. So yeah, it's what, it's it's definitely better nowadays.
0: Yeah, I know there's certain artists who um, they're fat fur, but they like have specific things they like drawing the most.
1: Yeah, and because you can have that, you have subgenres that you have certain artists fulfilling for you. And back then, you probably didn't have that because the it was harder. It was harder. Like um, I don't want to insult anyone, but the 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 quality bar for fat fur content is definitely uh, way ahead of where it was in the past.
0: Yeah. I would say that's probably because there's a lot more references people can use.
1: Oh, that's definitely it.
0: Yeah. It's, like it's a some, it's a Yeah?
1: Yeah, like some fat for artists have to just discovered how to do things and then others can, can follow that path. And instead of wasting years trying to figure out themselves, they already have a reference point. Totally. So it enables like, more artists to just jump ahead and get better.
0: Yeah. Like um I know one thing I do is Whenever I want to commission an artist, um, I will use other people's artwork as a point of reference for like uh, posing or something.
1: Yeah, and I think that's fair game. Mm-hmm. It's like you can use other uh, artists' other artists' work for references, but you know, everyone knows you can't copy them. That's well, that's no. apparent. But you can always just use that as reference.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what it is. Is a lot of. I don't know specifically how to frame it, but fat for content has a very specific um, attachment or understanding of how the body works and how it moves with that kind of weight. And there's a lot of, I guess, maybe it's because of, of anatomy practice or something, but there's a lot of like body appreciation you can find that you can use as references, like how certain parts of the body would fold based on like if an arm or leg is bent or something like that.
1: Yeah, actually, I got a book on that very topic just to help out and have a nice reference for me at all the time.
0: Really? Uh, um, I don't know
1: if I should plug it or not. But
0: is it a book of yours or is it someone else's? No, it's,
1: it's not a book of mine. No, um, <sighs> it's just called Morpho uh, Fat and Skin Folds. It's a really gotcha. good, handy reference for anyone that's drawing like fat characters in general. Gotcha. But yeah, I feel like our community has to definitely figure it out because even I—I'm not saying I'm master of it, but I get stumped on some angles and certain body parts. Because once I you think, like uh, exaggerate to a certain size, it'll like, well, I have
0: no to do this anymore. That's that's mm-hmm. a thing with me and uh, enjoying like just blob content in general. I'm not a fan of it because I I personally like the 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 relation of the size to the body itself. So like yeah. once you get in just blob size, I'm like, eh, not much. I in, I enjoy there because I like seeing movement or implied movement.
1: Yeah, because I feel like when I whenever I tried those bob sizes, because I usually get encouraged very much from my friend uh, GL who encouraged me to try those sizes, that I just can't do many poses with that. It's like I I just can't handle this, and especially when it comes to animation. It's like I don't even know how to handle that. What? So I can only go so big before it's like it's just going to be a static character at that
0: point. There's only so many things you can do with a character shaped like Kirby.
1: Yeah, which is funny because when I. When they work on Kirby, they actually draw an actual figuring for his pose and it just make sure mm-hmm. remind them in terms <laughs> of storyboarding, I mean, Yeah,
0: I got you. You know, we, we've been going for a very short amount of time. I'm surprised. Uh, but I guess in that regard, is there any kind of questions or advice you have for the community in general?
1: Yeah. Like every artist is going to tell you that uh, just practice and practice and practice. And yeah, that is true, but you don't want to burn yourself out. And sometimes taking a break and coming back to something with reference is a better course of action than just practicing and burning yourself out.
0: Yeah, like I said at the beginning of this episode, I think if you're at a point where you can't properly dedicate the proper love and appreciation you want to put into something, it's better to take a break and do something else. That's why, like, uh, like I'm still in college, Um, Mm -hmm. and so one thing that happens with me is I can't get started on schoolwork until like three in the afternoon.
1: (laughs) That sounds like a fair time though, like because I'm a night worker too. I don't have the energy to Mm -hmm. work on stuff until like after, at least uh, after at least noon.
0: Yeah, but then again, I'm like the person who will, if given where I don't have to go into work in the morning the next day. I'll just stay up till probably twelve doing stuff.
1: <laughs> I totally
0: am. I totally mean, am. That's nothing wrong with that.
1: Mm-hmm. True, as long as, you, long as, you, as long as you get your sleep, you're be fine anyway. Oh
0: well, yeah, obviously.
1: So, there, so there's no real reason to go to bed at normal or, or at average hours. Just,
0: you know, <laughs> well, <there>. must, <laughs> unless yeah. you're me, where I have to wake up at like five thirty in the morning for work. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. Well, work's going to ruin that. You don't, yeah. <laughs> don't have the freedom to just do uh, uh, whatever you want anymore.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you do commissions for uh, your job, right? This is your job. Right. Yeah. Okay. Then, I guess in that regard, what's your general, like, give me a random day kind of schedule?
1: Oh, uh, it's kind of set in stone at this point. I kind of start working around five through seven it's either that's just to start date, and I go until either 10 or midnight, depending mm-hmm. on how long the uh, the commission takes to get done. And nowadays, since it's only animation, it, it can be based on how many frames I have to get done. And if it goes too long, I just make it a multi-day project. Gotcha. And just try to and, spread it out so I don't burn myself out.
0: Gotcha. And, you know, you mentioned frame by frame. What is, like, a typical, like, uh, I guess... How long does it typically take you for one frame?
1: Oh, one frame. Uh, well, it goes up exponentially with the amount of frames that you add because you have to do the whole process and then you move on to the next step. So one frame would just be like a drawing. So that probably could be done in like 30 minutes.
0: Okay. So probably like a, what? what's the average length of these animations you do for commissions?
1: Oh, since they're attached to a fighting game, they're usually on around six to eight frames. And it okay. takes me four hours to get them done.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. So you you can get down about one move in one day.
1: Yes, and I prefer that way to not burn out because I tried doing two instead of just rushing along, but then you get tired and you start rushing stuff and it doesn't look as good. It's mm-hmm. best to just have full energy so you can commit to the project instead of sacrificing just to get it done when you're tired. I got you.
0: Well, it certainly sounds like you got things down. I imagine considering you've been doing this for as long as you have it it's just become muscle memory at this point
1: oh yeah i mean that sounds like a brag but
0: i mean hey you've you've been doing this for such a long time you have every reason to you know have a little pride in your work
1: well i, I appreciate it here now i just don't want to sound vain though um yeah yeah so i just i sketch it out <laughs> well, I, my
0: best I'll, yeah i will say if you're on my show and i'm interviewing you do not be afraid to be as, as quote-unquote vain as you want, because this is your opportunity to talk about you as much as you want.
1: Hey, even with that, I still, I, I rather show some restraint. I mean, I, I really appreciate the praise, though.
0: <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> now, I guess since we're starting to wrap up here, um, any final thoughts or questions you have?
1: Yeah, I hope, I hope you do, do more uh, of this series. And since you brought them up earlier, I I really hope you actually interview Gil as well.
0: Yeah, uh, she is on my list, and from what I have on my list here, um, not including you, I still have about 30, 31 people to go through. Oh, nice. Um, I haven't talked to them yet, um, but my hope is I can bring a few of them on. Uh, Gil is, it's Gil, right?
1: I think so, yes.
0: Okay, well, I've, I still I've
1: have... Never, I've heard to Jill a few times, but I, I feel like that that's not what they're going for.
0: Gotcha. Well, uh, I have them on the list, and I have other people as well. Uh, Grinex, uh, Tombfire, Wolf, people like that I want to try to bring on.
1: Nice. All right.
0: Well, I thank you so much for your time here.
1: Oh, it was a pleasure to be here.
0: Well, everyone... I'm going to say sign off for this part of this episode here. And I'm going to move on to the next segment of today. <laughs> I was going to talk a bit about something uh, that I had posted. But I wanted to quickly bring up... Uh, did you know that Pyrocynical got a uh, certain Gamersup shaker? <laughs> he he got one of his fursona... Uh, very, let's say very busty with a big ass, big boobs, pretty, pretty much just woman. But, uh, what's funny is someone made a, uh, someone made a quote unquote Excel version, uh, unspacious underscore Tums, uh, Tom on Twitter <laughs> Made the new gamersups XL version, and it's just fat fur pyro the a fucking cup. It's fantastic. Um, but anyways, I wanted to quickly talk about um, some questions that I asked you. So I asked you all some... I asked you two different questions. First I asked, fat fur and inflation fur alike, what's your favorite piece of fat or inflation media? So I got a handful of answers on Twitter... Uh, just some guy two fifty eight answered uh, an animation by Kiba After Dark. It's of a red, uh, it's of a red bunny of sorts eating a cake, and they get freaking massive bite by bite. Um, it's a really nice animation. Totally recommend checking out Kiba After Dark um, from Darkest Wolf 405 Goodness, anything by Fatty Dragonite. There are things that I find more exciting, sure, but Luke's work actually moves me in ways unlike anything else in the fandom. He is brilliant and so talented and a remarkable animator and storyteller for a great sense with a great sense of tone and mood. I I can agree to that, and there's not much I could say at the moment about Fatty Dragonite or Luke, because let's just say I'll have more to talk about them at a future date. You'll want to be looking forward to that. Um Jay Brandsetter uh, talked about a chapter two of Noctune's comic series. Something about transitioning and becoming very, very fat in the process. I decided to look into it, and it's a pretty interesting uh, little comic about the transition process. Not much I can truly say, but if you want to see a very wholesome growth series I would highly recommend. It's called Raccoon's Renaissance. and has four references as a content warning. But we move on to the uh, Macedon instance, wobble.xyz, where I ask the same question, and I get a handful of different answers here, um, from ethelred underscore horse. This one from Connell is still one of my favorites that my boyfriend and I have seen. He's trying desperately to lose weight, but nothing that he's tried has worked for him. But also just the size, expression, and impact are so good, and they keep it emblazoned in my mind. Uh, it's of a... I think this is either... this has to be like a raccoon or something. Um, looking at their weight very surprised and going, How could this possibly happen? I've stuck to my diet to the ladder. Uh, it's very... <laughs> Very uh I can see how it kind of impacts you in a way. Uh from Eldad, Uh they start just by saying cracks knuckles, and I just like we're you gonna hear it. Uh and they eventually give a link by Purple Birdman to what I guess is a moose. Uh, it's a big busty moose, big hips, good tum. Uh and very beautiful image, I will say. That's uh, Birdman on Twitter. Uh, they also link another one. Uh, it's a class... They say it's a classic. Uh, one of their first guil- Guilty pre- Pleasures, I cannot speak, uh, by Bravo. Uh, they seem to be more or less a... Uh, just kind of general Yiff artist. But there was a bit of, in this particular image, uh, called More to Love. Has a bit of weight gain, I guess you could say to it. Just a, just a little chunky tum, and they also add something else. They say they're on a nostalgia roll here, which seems to be, just a, some sort of a comic. In oh, I see. Yeah, I think it was from Wolf Gone Wide, uh, the Office comic. I don't exactly remember the name of the comic but if you know wolf gone wide uh you should be able to find what i'm talking about uh king of red lines uh says oh man currently all the fatty tober stuff this year has made me go insane has me going insane it's all super good this year Uh, i asked for any good ones to share and they uh they link me mind of a bear on twitter uh of tony the tiger in a car uh, day 19, the prompt is vehicle from the Fatty Tober prompts this year. Uh, next, we have KOD at blimps.xyz. They go, Oh man, that's really tough. I've been around for so long in this space. I know what got me into inflation to begin with is King Cuckoo from the Raggedy Ann movie in the 70s, who inflates when he laughs. If unfamiliar, see the video here. The whole movie is a kink plus drug trip. Uh It's where my own regal form stems from. As I finally, as I finally indulge it, like I don't know, easily thirty years after originally seeing it, and twenty years after becoming furry, see thread of such art, see thread of such. Is that just duplicated? Okay, um, I don't know. There's just so much good stuff out there. Hard to say what in particular would be a favorite of mine. Quite a good amount of stuff here, to me, I would say. Um, and then we have, peckish. Uh going ah, uh, but there's just so much good stuff to pick from. I don't know about favorites, so I'll just drop something that's been living in, in my head rent-free for too long. That being Cheetahs are meant to be fat from the Gain Jam 2021 by Erg 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 and Keto Keto Blip? I think that Keto blipass, I'm gonna say that. Uh, I have seen that uh that particular game, Cheetahs are meant to be fat. I've wanted to play it, but I don't know exactly if there's just an issue on my end getting the particular like engine that I'm supposed to set up, whatever emulator I'm supposed to use or whatever system I'm supposed to use that's supposed to run it just isn't working for some reason. Uh, but they continue by saying, "Not entirely sure why. I think I just really like the art and the fun sub- subversive concept of it. Plus, the deer and penguin are just—they uh, just give three emojis that are very happy. Yeah, it's." Overall, very nice to see people talk about content they really like, but we want to talk about content that's kind of funny. So I found out through a post uh there was someone talking about Sonic.exe and sharing a good chunk of just content about it, and apparently someone uh in the discussion shared an image of Sonic.exe. That apparently is getting shared around as the most well-known I am God image. Someone quote tweeted it by saying, The artist who drew this makes furry inflation porn. Uh, they asked for a... Someone asked for a quote on that. <laughs> guess who made it? It's actually a remake of another image by the same person. Guess who made it? Ratcoon Balloon on Twitter. Or E N E X C. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing at it because the quality between the two uh between what he I guess Ian typically does versus the subject matter and quality of this image is just insane to me. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it's nice to know that like sometimes fat for artists aren't going to just be, you know, known just for fat for stuff. There's other stuff to know about them. And that goes for inflation first as well, where just you're not going to be entirely just that is what you're known for. You can expand out. Poor choice of words, but you get what I mean. You can expand out into different things that you can create. I really like that. Um, But I am rambling here. It's been embarrassing, you could say. Uh, But speaking of embarrassing, haha! great transition on that one. I saved it. I mentioned another question that I had. Do you guys have any embarrassing fat fur an inflation fur stories to tell? I asked this both on Twitter and on Mastodon, but I think I might have some answers on my Discord server. I will have to check in particular. Um, but regardless... There were questions like, did your desktop background show during presentation? Did your parents find your special stash? Or maybe you got secondhand embarrassment from another fat or inflation fur? So we got a handful of uh, answers here. So, first one by Darkest Wolf uh, 0405 My dad found my Twitter account. That's also how he found out I was queer. We have since blocked each other so we don't interact here, thank goodness. But I was so embarrassed. I, I just replied, like, oh, oh no. And he replies again by saying, yeah, that was the longest talk of my life. Uh, from Pup Him. He, he, what? How do you... Wait, that's spelled Pup H-Y-H-M. Him? Him? I, I don't know how you pronounce that, actually. Um. So they reply with, I accidentally sent my father some fat first slash gain report of a huge fat wolf getting tube-fed and fucked meant to send it to my hubby. I nearly died of embarrassment. I can imagine that has to be a crazy thing and you you would have no idea how to respond to that uh, from fat panda Jarrett my phone got borked and I needed a new one so the store was helping me transfer the data over to the new one I forgot to change the background which was a picture of my sona I felt bad this woman has to look at a fat panda man while she was assisting me the entire time <laughs> and uh, the image is of his sona What's funny is they replied by saying, I still haven't learned my lesson, though, because I currently have this picture as my current background, and it's a much more blobby <laughs> version of the same uh, character. So, they they take up the whole screen with that one. <laughs> I You know, blob face or uh, blob bodies as uh, phone backgrounds, or like wallpapers or whatever you want to call it, that makes a lot of sense. I can totally see people doing that quite often. It just works, you know filling up the whole screen um from just some guy 258 my dad just questioned uh my dad just questioned the money i had in my account because i had significantly less than before i started buying commissions and whatnot and i tried really hard not to tell him i was buying uh what i was buying and gave up and just told him oh man eventually you just gotta you either gotta be good at hiding it or you just gotta give in and be like yep uh this is this is why <laughs> today is." Leaving me tired. Don't know exactly what it is, but we continue on with a couple more here. Uh, King of Red Lines on Wobble replied with, I accidentally sent my accidentally sent my brother a commission I got of my tiger instead of a meme. I remember frantically trying to delete the message of my brother, going, <laughs> my brother saying, It's too late, dude. I know your secret. He hasn't brought it up again, thankfully. Uh, this is why you organized your files. <laughs> I agree. Keep your files in certain orders, folks. Otherwise, you're gonna end up sending. When you're wanting to send, oh, imagine! I I haven't done this, but I have heard a story of someone like sending an image of their persona instead of their final essay to the professor. (laughs) Um, from peckish. Ah, oh gosh, I've had a lot of coast. Close calls with this kind of stuff, usually stuff like a fat fur thumbnail popping up in my phone's gallery, in grid view, or while looking through files on my PC. Though thankfully my friends either never noticed it or were kind enough not to bring it up. Yeah, it's it's always kind of a weird situation where you're not sure if, like, people do know, or, like, and just are choosing to ignore it, or don't really know. Like, who is to say... Either way, you could say. From Chumpy Cat, luckily my parents haven't figured out I do fat for art, though they have noticed I do chunkier characters and even joked about me having a fat fetish. Oops, you might be wrong, Mom and Dad. <laughs> um, from Angel Dragon Isaac, my parents are aware of what I do, but I don't feel like explaining that to them. Uh, it's not because of them accepting, but more, but more of age range and whatnot. They're not going to be interested in... They're not going to be interested or it'd be foreign to them. Yeah. I'd say overall, there's... It's hard to explain this kind of content to people who don't understand it. But then again, isn't that kind of part of what this podcast is? Both explaining stuff to people who don't know it as well as keeping up with the history for those who do want to know more, I think overall it's it's just nice that people have these stories to share, even if they're more on the embarrassing side, you could say. And with that, we come to a close for today's episode. If you'd like to keep up to date with any future podcast episodes, you can check us out over at soundcloud.com slash loco-k-o. Or if you have any questions or just want to contact us, you can shoot me an email at lococo.hbf at gmail.com. With all that said, thank you for coming, and I hope you have a fat and happy day. Till next time!